The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, Ashley Larkin, the TV chef and the mindful eating coach, is back with me, and she has brought gifts as she does every week. I'm very excited though because this week we are celebrating what Ashley fish and chips. The oh, most perfect seaside lovely. dinner ever. And lots of people spending time at the seaside, of course, uh, in this good weather. So it's National Fish and Chip Day. Is that right? It was earlier in the week, National Fish and Chip Day uh, on the 7th of June. Uh, however, we're still going to celebrate it uh, this Friday. Fish and chips, um, why do we, like they're, the English kind of think of them as a very kind of English dinner, isn't it? Oh, when Nick yeah. Faldo won the Masters, and it goes to you can you pick the previous year's winner picks the dinner, okay, the champions dinner, the menu, the night, the for the following year, yeah. And he picked in, fish and chips. Wow, English fish and chips well, is how we would have described it. And listen, I think the thing is when you are get, they English? They, they kind of have come to us via Italy. I suppose we're kind of very wrapped up in the heritage of Italian families who kind of arrived in Cove first and then Dublin, and you know we kind of we got our fish and chip tradition from that. But yeah, I mean, the British definitely hang on to it tight as it's it's British fish and chips. And even if you go to kind of the They're Americas always at and, it, Ashley. Listen, the Brits everything. are always at it. <laughs> so listen, what, what I suppose the thing is, right, if you're going to get fish and chips, you want it good. Um, and like everywhere, and in Britain as well, sometimes you can get good fish and chips, sometimes you can get bad mm. fish and chips. The magic to good fish and chips is, there's something called gastrophysics, right? So gastrophysics, it's been studied by a guy called Charles Spence in Oxford. And it basically, what he talks about is this multi-sensory piece around food. That sometimes it's not just the food you're eating, but it's the sound of the crack, it's the smell, it's the atmosphere, it's where you are, it's the environment. Okay. That enhances the enjoyment from the food. So we've seen Heston Blumenthal do a lot of that in his restaurants where you listen to earbuds and you listen to music and it's like the sound of the sea as yes. you eat something seafoody and the sea smell wafts through the restaurant. And like when you get good fish and chips and you're sitting by the sea and you get that waft of salt and vinegar, the sea air, you're huddled up, there's a little bit of a breeze. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing more magic than that. Uh, is there any point in talking about nutritional value? We often do, but I mean, Listen, you're kind of writing that off, are you? You're writing it off. It's joy. Like, if, yeah. again, and it goes back to, and this is what I always talk about, it's discernment, quality over quantity. If you get good fish and chips, you're probably talking for your piece of fish, maybe in around six or 700 calories. You're probably talking, your chips are maybe another four or 500 calories, your mushy peas probably another 150, mayonnaise, 100 so you're well up there. Again, if you're going to get them, get them good. That's what I'm going to say to you. Now, the only thing I will talk about is nutritional value is when we cook them, old school fish and chips were cooked in beef dripping okay. or in lard. And actually there are positive health benefits to that. Um, it's linked to having higher monounsaturated fatty acids. So it tends to raise your good cholesterol, okay. lower your bad cholesterol. It's got vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin K. So again, if you're going to do it at home, do it well, and something like your beef dripping can be a really, really good way to do it. Um, is it always? It's is it always cotton chips? It, it's mostly cotton chips, isn't it? Oh, you see, we've gotten so stuck in our ways about that that mm. it's cod, and it's you know it can only be cod, and maybe it's smoked cod. Then we've haddock, smoked okay. haddock. We as a consumer need to move to being more sustainable in how we look at the fish we put in fish and chips. You can talk about things like hake, things like ling, um. Hake is kind of a slightly, it's still a meaty fish, but it's a slightly kind of more milky texture to it. Sometimes people don't particularly like that. What people are looking for is these big flakes of steamy fish in the inside. Um, And 
that comes down to the batter. It comes down to how you cook it. But definitely as a nation, like we we need to be open to more of those, like I said, the ling, the hake, whatever is kind of sustainable, seasonal at the time. Um, you also have things like your scampi. Yeah. You have things like frito misto, which are kind of your Italian version of a, a fish and chips, but it's more like lots of little like white bait, little fish, octopus, squid, calamari, prawns, all in a lovely batter as well. What's your favourite chipper? Oh, it has to be Dungarvan. Oh, um, I, I know knew you'd say that. I know there's and chips. It's ran by Eunice Power, um, and it's relatively new, but it is quality. Like it's quality, and she really is doing a huge amount of work again in terms of sustainable fish. Fish is coming from both strand a few miles down the road. Even the potatoes, I think they're less than like eight k away from a local farmer. So she's really kind of embodying that, mm. and I think that's the move. That's the move we need to go to. Um, so you've brought in food. So have. what have we got in front of us? I went and got us fish and chips. Okay, lovely. But I'm a big believer in sometimes you have to experience what's wrong about things to really appreciate what's right about things. That's not a great start. Sure it's not. And you know me, I come in, like I bring the goods every week, don't I, to be fair? Yeah, you do. I know. And that's why I I haven't had any lunch. I know, I know, you're thinking, why not? Because I thought Ashling's going to come in with fish and chips later and you're telling me before I even start that it's going to be bad. It's not good. I got you a bad fish and chip so that we can dissect it and understand what makes a bad fish and chip. What's bad about it? The fish and the chips? The fish and the chips. Well, the size of the fish is really small. Um, The batter looks like it's been fried about 10 times over. Um, So it's definitely been pre-cooked and reheated when ordered. Now, it does have the crunch. The fish is too thin. If you're going to do a thin Mm. fish, right? Like like something like place, sole, beautiful. But you've Mm. got to kind of, they're better off in a breadcrumb. So what you want is you do want that meaty fish. You do want the cod, the haddock, the monk fish even. No, there's not. There's very little fish. It's overcooked. It's a bit burnt. And like I said, I've I've very high kind of standards. Now, I did lace it with salt and vinegar because malt vinegar and salt on chips. (laughs) It kind of makes it, it it does make it for me to be fair. And the chips, Um, they're not real chips. If you're going to do... They're not real chips. Because you have to use potatoes. Maris pipers, roosters, you want you, those. What are they made of if not potatoes? They are, but they're processed. They're they're mm. not your homemade delicious chips, right? If you want to do homemade delicious chips at home, what you want to do is get something like a rooster, a Maris piper, King Edward. You want to parboil it, peel it, slice it, parboil it, take it out after it's been parboiled, freeze it for about 30 minutes. Oh, right. Take it out, deep fry it. Okay. Take it out, drain it, just get a little bit of colour and then you're triple cooking them. Back in your beef dripping or your oil, get them beautiful, golden crisp and as soon as they come out hot, that's when you hit them up with your salt and your vinegar. Yeah, now, I would say these are not great, Ashling, and I do feel a little let down. I know. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sincerely sorry Um, about that. But they're still very Moorish. I'm still eating the chips. <laughs> it's a but they are, they are like they are basically like what you know when you have a frozen bag of chips at home. Totally, that's what they basically yeah. are. And look, so many of us kind of I suppose resort to that frozen bag of chips at home. Yeah, and I wouldn't love this now on the side of the beach. Oh God, no, it's just not good enough. No, you want your big fat potatoy chunky chips, chunky. don't you? Old school proper chips. Reek yeah, in a vinegar. Definitely. And the same with the fish. So listen, if you're to do your fish at home, what I would say is go to your fishmonger, um, get your lovely piece of fish. You know, I mean, it's not going to cost the earth. And then when you're making your batter, you've got a couple of different options with okay. batter. You can go a beer batter, you can go a tempura batter, or you can go just a really kind of simple, like flour and water batter. You can add eggs if you want. What's Co- a tempura batter? So tempura is Japanese style. So this is where you're using plain flour, 
you're using corn flour, okay. uh, salt, sparkling water or soda water and you're mixing that all up together um, and what you get is an incredibly delicate crispy light batter okay. now I love tempura for prawns I love it for that frito misto I love it for little goujons I prefer something like a beer batter so how do for I make a beer batter yeah so um. really good and this is the amount of people who will kind of google recipes and rather than googling a recipe remember this forevermore 200 grams of flour 250 grams of liquid okay that's it that's easy enough. Pinch of salt. And that that's foolproof. So be it that that 250 grams is beer or it's water. Just either a, one. a plain lager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Guinness. Stout works really, really lovely. Does it? Oh, beautifully. Really lovely. Guinness yeah. battered chips yeah. or fish. Yeah, really, really nice. Um, the bacon powder is the really important part as well because you need that rice. So what happens with the beer or lager is it has the foaming agents, it has the carbon dioxide. So you're getting this lift so you want a, you want to rise in your in your dough in your batter. You yeah. want it to be puffy, crisp up when it goes in. And ultimately, what's happening then is the fish is actually steaming or poaching on the inside. So the fish is immaculate when it comes out, beautifully cooked, steaming. But you've got that real intense crispness of the fish on the outside. Um, the before batter. we talk about how to uh, fry them or what you're frying them in, what are the other two little things you've bought? So me? fish and chips at home for me. So now we know how to Is that do an our egg chips. salad. That is sauce grubiche. So sauce grubiche is a French sauce. It comes from a mother sauce of like a base of a hollandaise, which is a very classic yeah. French sauce. And this is, so if you want to, so we know how to do your chips at home. We now yeah. know how to do your beautiful batter fish at home. Yeah. Your two things you want to serve with it are sauce grubiche and mushy peas. So sauce grubiche. Oh, mushy peas, man, now. Yeah. Are you not? No, not really. Well, I'm going to tell you, right? Peas should, we should eat peas the way God intended them. Out not of the out pod. Of the Straight I out agree. of the pod. I agree. Beans, we should eat straight out of the tin, as you you know, I know, you know, I know, no, I can't do that. Mm. Mushy peas are not for me. So, what I love to do is my frozen... They they, they taste lovely. It's the texture I I just, yeah, the texture I find off-putting now. Do you know why they taste lovely? As I I horse a second spoon into my mouth. (laughs) They taste lovely because how I would make my peas is I'd use my petit pois peas. Dipping with the chips here. um, And then I would blitz those down roughly, so they're a little bit chunky. Irish butter, mint and black pepper. And Mm. that's what I did to the tin of mushy peas. So there's Irish butter in there, black pepper, and there is your mint. So that's, you want your minty mushy peas, but not mushy peas, petit pois, much better. And sorry, back to then. Sauce grubiche. Sauce grubiche. So sauce grubiche is, um, it's kind of like a a cross between egg salad and tartar sauce. But basically what you have is hard boiled eggs. You have white wine vinegar. You have cornichons, which are like your little pickles. You have gherkins, which they're kind of the same thing. Capers. Chives, parsley, black pepper, and salt. Now that is nice. Isn't I it love delicious? Egg salad, and I don't like tartar sauce. Hey, so that's great because there's a bit of what there is is there's the slight, slight little tang or the bite of a tartar sauce. Isn't there? But only a small bit of yeah. it. So that's coming from Smearing your cornichon. Ship here. It's beautiful. I love sauce grabiche. It fancies up a fish and chips at home, and it's incredibly easy to make. I'm it's a little bit dip different. This manky uh, battered fish into it as well. So. That's your trick, right? The other one thing, actually, that people ask me all the time is, can you do battered fish and chips in your air fryer? Now, you mm. know me. I do try with the air fryer, right? So I've done a little test. The best way that I can get fish and chips in the air fryer is line your air fryer with a little bit of parchment paper, okay. spritz it with a little bit of oil. The secret is to dip your fish in the batter, but yeah. then like put flour in your um, sieve 
dredge mm. it with a little bit of flour, mm-hmm. spritz it with a little bit of oil in the air fryer, 180 for about 12 minutes. It's not perfect. It's never going to be deep fried, but it's not a bad second best. Okay. So don't horse it all in with the chips and everything. You know, my, my friend who cooks his steak Yeah, dinner. everything in the... Yeah, no, <laughs> no, we won't do that. I so think about that, gentlemen. Then? So that's what we're doing. Um, are you curry sauce? I... Curry sauce? Yeah, some people put curry sauce in their fish and chips. Yeah. That's the most sacrilegious thing I've ever heard no, in all my days. I know a certain producer of a certain radio show called Claire Collins. I can't, I won't reveal anything more than that, to, uh, lest I Curry sauce on fish and chips. Puts curry sauce on fish and oh, chips. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought you were bad. No, 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 mm. no. No, you want your mushy peas. You want vinegar. You want your salt. You want your sauce scrubiche. And again, with vinegar, I love to use malt vinegar. Um, Saracens make malt vinegar. They're a really, really old producer. They make small batches. They use... Um, barley they age it for seven days in these wooden casks so it's a really kind of even though they're quite a commercial brand they're an artisan product malt vinegar loads of salt delicious what if you only had two options ketchup or mayo ketchup oh wrong answer Mayo, <laughs> mayo on your. But chips. you have your sauce grabiche. No, I told you there. No, you're down in the local chipper. There's no, you're asking for sauce grabiche. They're like, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. There's ketchup and mayo there. And I'm you're going to ketchup. ketchup. I'm going to go ketchup. Oh, the wrong answer. The wrong answer. Anyway, Ashing, listen, thank you for the sauce grabiche, the mushy piece. And you know what? I know you said they were bad. I ate most of the fish, and there's only a few chips left. There you go, Ashing Larkin, TV chef and mindful eating coach. We will talk to you again at the same time next week. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.